everybody. Welcome to the Calgary Bros Football Podcast. This is Uncle CB here, and I've got Victor Speck over on the other side. What's up, y'all? What's going on? Um, yeah, a lot happened. <laughs> <laughs> a lot happened, guys. A lot happened. So today we're so excited to bring up and chat about the quarterfinals with you guys and the preview of the uh semifinals yeah. coming up so so let's let's kind of you know give you kind of, kind of so the itinerary of what's going to be happening today we're going to walk our way down uh, from up down so we'll start off with the games that just played recently all the way to the games that uh, uh played a bit earlier uh as you guys all know by now england are out <laughs> england are out of the world cup um well, ram gates ram gates which interesting enough he interestingly enough he wasn't time. playing around this time um, but I think, we'll, I think we're quite hard done by man. We'll talk about that. Uh, we'll also talk about Morocco being the first African nation in the semifinals to get to the semifinals, which is amazing. I mean, if you don't consider France as a African nation, uh, <laughs> but uh, Morocco, the first African nation uh, to get over to the semifinals, a huge achievement. Yeah, uh, for our North African brothers. Um, and then we've got uh, the Argentina against the Dutch. A Which game was, of fire. That yeah. game was firecracker from start to finish. We will chat about that in the second part. Um, and then finally, we'll get over to Brazil against Croatia. Croatia, my God, man. Don't ever get into extra time with this team because <laughs> you are going to lose. It's um, simple and short. Just do not go to extra time with them. All right. I think that's how we're going to keep it out uh, so far. But let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. We'll start off with the... With England against France, man. Bruh. This game... I thought this game was very well done. Both sides actually played really well. And uh, to be honest, I thought England was hard done by. Right? Okay. Um, The first goal that uh, that England conceded, I think it should have been... Uh, it should have been called back. VR should have called it back. There was a tackle on Saka. And they broke on a counter. And that, that happened. And they scored the goal. But what a strike from Trumani, right? We can't we can't fault that. I think Trumani is like in the image of Pogba right now. They also give him the number eight shirt. Um he's better than Pogba. You think so? Oh yeah, he's better than Pogba. Uh why I say he's better than Pogba? Look, Pogba has everything to make him a superstar. He is a superstar. Uh long balls, dribbles, movements, um create we're like, you know, unique type of creativity. Mm-hmm. But I think Chiromini doesn't have all of that. I think Chiromini is much more efficient with his style of play. And that's what I feel makes me, makes me think he's better. Um, at least at this age, at this age, when Pogba was at this age. I think he has a higher ceiling. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pogba never materialized to what he could have been. Obviously, Manchester United played a part in that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think he also... Played a part, played in, a part in that too as well. Lack of effort. Yeah, there were sometimes you can see lack of effort. You can tell Trumini would never, ever, you know, let himself down. And the way he carries himself in high esteem, he's he's a superstar. I really like him a lot. I, and I, he's a guy that I wanted desperately for Manchester United. I think every team um, wanted him. Um, not a lot of people were looking at him when, when I was saying, hey, we need to get this guy. Um, we were and look, then I think Chelsea was every, looking at him like, like two years before he signed that deal to... Yeah, it didn't really come to front until like last season until Real Madrid did get him. But this, if you if you follow other leagues, like I tell everybody too, 
Um, Chouamini was a was a cut above. Um, it's just that uh, he wasn't getting the look, and then Real Madrid pulled the plug. Mm -hmm. So by them pulling the plug, Casimiro didn't realize what was happening, and then he left. So we're not going to get into that, but Chouamini is a superstar. I think he's a much more phenomenal player than Pogba is, and at this stage, and he has a better ceiling than Pogba. But that shot was so Pogba-esque. I, I won't say it was Pogba-esque. I think Pogba... Um, obviously, can make bullets like that. Yeah, we can't, um, we can't forget about the the goal that won pretty much like the World Cup, right? Yeah, you could say it won the World Cup, but I think that game was done and dusted before. I mean, he put that was kind of like the icing on the cake. Um, the the one thing I will say though is, in other games, you've always we've always had to say Kante has had to do the hard work for Pogba. Mm -hmm. Chouamini is the one, is the hard work. Mm -hmm. Him and Rabiot, but him specifically, is the hard work. He does not allow somebody else to do the hard work for him. That's how good this guy is. Um, for all the talk about uh, Golden Boys, we've been chatting up uh, Jude Bellingham, Gavi, Pedri, Musiala. Chouamini is the last one standing. It was the one we never called out. You're forgetting your other boy. You know, we never called out Chouamini. Jao Felix? No, no, no. Ooh. Well, Jao... But well, it's not, it's not, time it's, it's time, it's yeah, as a golden boy, it's not it. Uh, Karima Demi, <laughs> your boy. Uh, Karima Demi, yeah, but he didn't feature, and that was Hansi Flick. Yeah. Maybe if he had showed up, if they had played him, he did, they would have probably he won. one game, I think. Yeah, they probably, they probably would have won. He maybe coming as a sub, I don't, I didn't remember seeing him. Mm -hmm. But regardless, right, like, I think that um, True Mini is the last one standing. That boy is what every England... <laughs> Uh, fan thinks Declan Rice is uh, and just one and, and I like Declan Rice I'm not going to lie I'm not going to hear make make fun of Declan because Declan was actually outstanding this game too yeah, yeah. this game was a good game it was a very good game it was a 50-50 but I called it guys I called it from day one the French team have just have too much power for the English team and the French team they just have the know-how they, they know how to get the job done mm -hmm. look you, for all the talk everybody was talking about Mbappe versus Kyle Walker how are you going to mark Mbappe? How are you going to... So they did stifle him. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and Kyle had that run with Mbappe too. Yeah, and Mbappe still cleaned him out because yeah. Mbappe with the ball still cleaned him out. Right? Yeah. It don't matter. Like, Kyle was good. I'm yeah. not... Don't, yeah. don't get me wrong. Kyle Walker actually played good too. Yeah, they put... They, they made... They, they played this game so much to the fact that Mbappe received the five rating. On, on, yeah. On, from the, he team. was marked out of the game. Yeah. They, but, but the thing is... Yes, you took away, like, one of Mbappe, that means you reduced their goals, expected chances mm -hmm. of three to four goals expected. Yes. Right? Remember. But but then but then you've given opportunities to other people to step up, exactly. and that's what happened. And that's game. what happened. They all stayed with one guy. Yeah. <laughs> and you remember, I, I spoke about this, right? Yeah, we, you we did. We spoke about this last, last, uh, last pod, and I said... In order for France to be successful this time in this game, because they're going to be marking Mbappe, but they need to be worried about Griezmann, right? I spoke, I stated Griezmann and I stated Giroud, the two guys who were very effective in this game. I think Griezmann had like two assists this game, right? One was from the yeah. from the ball over to Shumeni, yeah. and then the other one was the swinger over to Giroud. Yeah, right. Speaking speaking of which, Griezmann's another person very underrated. Yeah. Look, his time with Barcelona was a misnomer. I don't know what happened. He should there. never went there. Um, he probably should never yeah, it's, have. It's, it's, it's should, a sudden story, like a story like Coutinho too. He yeah, have never gone there. And part of me was like he should have come to United when he wanted to, but then Atletico were going through some trouble. He stayed back with Atletico. Yeah. 
he should have come to United. Yeah. Uh, he would have been a perfect player for this United team mm -hmm. because he is so versatile. This guy can play as a left winger. He can play as a striker. He can play as a right wing he if he wants to. Everything. He can play as a number 10. He can play as a number 8, which is what they used him yeah. in, in so far this World Cup. Man, you go back. You go back the days. On, go back to the days of Griezmann and Real Sociedad. That guy yeah. was nasty, yeah. bro. Yeah, he was. He was. He was nasty. Yeah. And then, and then, even after he left and he went to Atletico, he was brilliant, yeah. right? And going over the freaking Barcelona was something that should have not happened. It's almost like a real. It's like almost like a Hazard Real Madrid story. Don't, yeah. you, people need to now realize sometimes your dreams is not what you should go for. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Focus on your reality right now. If you go over there, is that guy going to play you where you need to play? You know what Are I you going to thrive as a player? Are you going to thrive as a player? Yeah. Right? There's such, so I think some, somebody needs to start advising these players in a little bit and be like, yo, maybe this is not the best move for you right now. You're that guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're that guy. It may be in a... You know what, what? What's that? What's that thing? You're the big fish in a small pond. Yeah. Right. But it's but it's all good. Like at the end of the day, he did what he did. But yeah. keeping it back on the game, his two assists and the cross for uh, Giroud to get that goal was magnificent. Was I mean, you could say it's any other cross, but I was looking at crosses this game. They were struggling to get some good crosses in the box mm -hmm. and to get the strikers involved. Um, and Griezmann pops up, gets a second opportunity, and bang, bang. you know, yep. it's a goal. Um, uh, speaking of which, um, we've talked sort of about the good part of it. Like, you know, we've mentioned Griezmann. We've mm -hmm. mentioned how sort of, you know, Mbappe wasn't as effective. Uh, and then we mentioned, obviously, Chuamini and how great he was. Yeah. Uh, let's just give props to Giroud real quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, this guy is another person. This guy's becoming a serial winner, man. Oh, yeah. He's won the World Cup. He's won the Champions, Champions League. League. He's won the Europa League. He's yeah. won the FA Cup. He's mm -hmm. won the Serie A. This guy is becoming the dude. I don't know if he's won the Premier League. Um, no, because he was with Arsenal. Yeah, it was Arsenal at the time. Yeah. Chelsea won it, mm -hmm. I think. Okay, so yeah, like, but he is just so goddamn good. Yeah. And he's like aging like fine wine. I don't mm -hmm. know how he does it. Like, you know, uh, back in the day, Kareem... the wine he's drinking. So, yeah. <laughs> Kareem Benzema and him have beef. Kareem was like, I'm a, I don't know, Rolls Royce or whatever compared to... to um, yeah, because because to Kareem couldn't get into the national team exactly. because of what... But Didier you know the funny doing. thing? If they win a World Cup right now, it's kind of because of him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they did they, they did win the World Cup. Yeah, they did. Well, that was like, because but, of him. But, but, no, no, no. I mean, like, this time, if Benzema wins the World mm -hmm. Cup medal because... He is on the list. They didn't take him off the list. He is on the list. Mm -hmm. If Benzema wins a World Cup medal, it's going to be because of Giroud. So this is the funny, like, such a poetic thing about yeah. football, like, or sports in general. Um, so, I mean, we never know if they're going to win it. There's obviously some very intense teams, and we still have our favorite mm -hmm. out of all of this, Argentina, yeah. who's still left in the competition. So uh -huh. we'll, we'll talk about them in a bit. But now, let's go over to the side of England. First of all, England, as you mentioned, started this game very well off. Mm -hmm. that, uh, the, even the goal that they conceded, uh, the foul, it uh, looked like a foul on Bukayo Saka. Um, overall, I watched this game today, so I watched this with the privilege of already knowing the scoreline. So yeah. I, I watched the first half yesterday, came back today this morning, I watched all of it from the start to finish. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm going to just tell you straight up, look, England looked amazing this game. Yeah. I can come here and play the hater. Like, I, I know I've been hating against England, but England 
looked amazing this game. Yeah. I was shocked at how good mm-hmm. England were playing. Matter of fact, it was France that was backing up just so they can hit them on the counter. To an extent, though, that's right? France's game plan. Yeah. They've done this against Belgium. This is how they went Because, through. of course, they have they have a guy named Kylian Mbappe that's just going to run down the wing. Well, right? not, not just him. They have enough offensive power. Dembele is also underrated. Yeah. He didn't have the a stellar game, Yeah, but still, he was just effective. But England still had a good game. What worked out for England here? In this game? Yeah, man. Was actually taking the game to France, right? When they actually started moving the ball up. Because they have talents, man. Mm. They got talents. Another thing, too, uh, Phil Foden playing, right? This was, this was very good because Phil Foden just was able to distribute the balls. He was able to do some things that were a little bit different. Mm. Especially when it came to his set pieces. I was seeing, you know, usually when, when you play the set piece, you're sending it up. Before was playing low cross balls into the penalty box. And that was giving, um, uh, what's his name, Hugo Lloris, a lot of troubles. Mm, right? Interesting. I, I, thought, I thought for me the standout was clear as night and day was Bukayo Saka. Oh, yeah. But you, we're, getting, we're getting there. I, we're getting I, there, I know. But, right? I, but I know you're talking about Foden. But Foden, for me, didn't really come into the game till. Towards the end of first half, mm-hmm. and then the start of the second half, going into the seventieth minute. Um, but overall, yeah, it was Bukayo Saka, man. Yeah, man. Honestly, to be and and Bukayo was putting in a shift. Like, why did he get subbed off? We will get to what didn't right. work well, but let's keep on going. What worked? Yeah, well but for, Bukayo uh, was he was putting Theo on skates. Yo, right. <laughs> I, I, I'm, you guys have heard me say this on here, man. <laughs> My agenda. <laughs> Theo Hernandez is the best left back in the world, but not today Mm-mm. or yesterday. He was uh, like he was having a hard time. Now, now, I mean the the weird the weird thing out of this whole whole thing, as you mentioned, was Bukayo being subbed out um, and uh, giving. Uh, maybe who knows what would have happened uh, for Sterling, but still. The, the overall, I think for sixty minutes to seventy minutes, was the best England, the yeah, he was the best player on the pitch, and England had these guys on the ropes. Mm-hmm. They had them absolutely uh, on the ropes. They they couldn't get any um, real rhythm to the game, yeah. um, and even even the goal came out of nowhere, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, All the goals were right? created out of nothing. It was out, out of right? nowhere. Like they looked like, oh, England are doing something. Boom, goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was what was good. What else did you think was good apart from Bukayo? I thought Harry Kane was good. I, yeah, th- I thought, I, I thought good. Harry Kane was good. He <laughs> was actually he was actually coming out. <laughs> he <put> the, <coughs> hey, oh, hey. Yeah, but like he put away at least one. But there, there, there's there, one. there's a there's a thing there's a thing here that I'm I'm looking at and I was just like, you know, when it came to that penalty situation. Well, we'll get to that. Harry Kane was drawing players out of the freaking penalty box. He tore up Upamecano. Oh my goodness! He made him look like a fraud, he's... and he is a fraud, <laughs> bro. I remember, I remember, I remember. Uh, what was it last uh, season or two ago? I was like, we need to get Upamecano. We need to get Upamecano. Now watching him sometimes at Bayern, I'm just like, yeah, dude. no. But I think that's the way that they ask him to play for the team. So with Bayern and um, Julian Nagelsmann, it is well known that. Uh, likes to utilize him a lot to yeah. play those vertical passes and move the ball forward a lot earlier. But Nagelsmann was his coach in, in, I, in, in Leipzig. Leipzig. Yeah, but that's the thing. But the problem is, I think as he started to now face much more 
intense teams, yeah, he's starting to get much more exposed mm-hmm. against the better strikers out in the world. Yeah. And I don't know why. Like, okay, I get it if you're trying to be touch tight with a striker when he's a little bit farther away from your uh, goal. Mm-hmm. But when he's a lot closer to your goal, I don't know why he was getting that touch uh, tight. Yeah. And Hurricane was rolling him left, right, and mm-hmm. center. He was fouling. He's lucky he had this referee. Yeah. Because this is, if this was any other referee in the world... England would have won this game. England would have... No, I won't say they would have won this game, but they would have had better chances. Mm-hmm. Because the chances that were given to them, sure, they were good, right? But overall, um, I think they would have had way better chances than they had if they didn't have um, this guy as their... Uh, uh, as the referee. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of which, a lot of people were mentioned that the referee was bad. Um, I looked at the game when I watched the game. I thought he was bad too as well. I don't know if that was the same thing you saw or do you... Well, yeah. Remember, I said the goal that France scored should have not counted because that was a clear foul on Bukayo Saka. Yeah. Right? And to, to, why are these refs these bad now? Like, I don't understand it. You're in FIFA, you're in the World Cup, the highest level of the game right now, and you're making errors like that. Mm-hmm. It, it does not make sense. And why the hell is the guy on the sideline not waving his flag? You saw that shit? You saw it. Like, yeah. so, like, maybe they need a little bit more help. They need more training. Well, what do you mean more help? They have VAR. The VAR guy could be like, hey, maybe you should take a look at this. See, that's another thing, too. Yeah. That could also add up to another thing. Majority of football is controlled by fucking France, right? We, I don't want to start this agenda where it's like... But, but then you can easily say that for like other teams like Argentina and the rest of them. Man, that, get that ref game. was playing against Argentina. <laughs> no, he wasn't. That he, dude, he, was, he was playing against everybody. Did you hear what the Argentina guys came out and said about him? Oh, don't worry. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll but, get into that. But yeah, so the the at the end of the day, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. he, he made some dodgy calls. Yeah. Uh, but I think he was bad both sides. I saw yeah. opportunities where I was like, France should have gone a call here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. didn't call it. I, I think uh, he he wanted the game to play on, and he's kind of had like that that mindset. So I heard I I one of the guys that covers uh, Brazilian football a lot, uh, mm-hmm. Team Vickery, mentioned in Brazil he calls everything. Yeah, maybe they got the message from FIFA. Mm-hmm. You have to be a little bit more loose than tight. Like how well, you well FIFA FIFA shouldn't be doing that. They should leave it Bro, directly man. up to the sole discretion. Maybe you guys should rest. watch the new documentary that came out. FIFA investigated. Oh yeah, uh, then you guys would would uh, oh yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, know that FIFA does whatever they want to get it get get investigated. Oh, they dude, I'm telling you, FIFA mm-hmm. needs like if if European clubs pull out, mm-hmm. FIFA is done. Yeah, it's finished. But they don't want to because everybody doesn't have the balls. This is the problem with the world today. We all have the the ability to bark, but no bite. Yeah, um, they, they feel like they feel like they don't have anything else. Okay, but let's let's, let's go back let's to get, Harry let, Kane. Right? So let's go back now. We're gonna go to the bad. Mm-hmm. So Harry Kane missed the penalty. Yes, and he scored a penalty. So what 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 this um told me? Why the hell was Harry Kane taking the penalty in the first place? I understand, I understand he's the penalty taker, but they also need to look at the other guy who is saving the penalty. The guy who is on the other side. And you need to think about it. Huh. Homie, I know you two play in the same club, right? He's going to know where you're going, right? Harry Kane switched it up the first time. Well, Harry, sh- Harry Kane did not switch it up the first no, time. No, he usually goes right. No. Doesn't he? No. Harry Kane usually goes strong side. They even showed the charts before mm-hmm. he took the penalty. And you can see about 60 to 70% on of the, the left side. On the left side, okay. that he takes his penalties. Yeah. 
And that is the... I've told everybody. You guys heard it from me before. You hear it again. If you are taking a penalty, always go your strong side. Yeah. Make it a priority to go your strong side. And if you don't go your strong side, go go against it if the goalkeeper is cheating. Yeah. And he's showing you the other side for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Go... Like, even if they're going to save it, if they have to be as good as Emi Martinez. If not, you are scoring that... 90% 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. 90% is going in if you go your strong side. Um, Harry Kane did that in the first try. The mm-hmm. second try, Loris woke up to it mm-hmm. and was like, I like, look, I, I know I, I am not fucking playing around this time. Yeah. I will save this if you put it over in this yeah. section. To be honest, man, I, I was thinking about it. I was like, man, don't England have like guys that are good at taking penalties besides Harry Kane? They the, do. On, on but the pitch. They do. But and I'm pretty sure at the time, Mason Mount was also on there. I know, but they do. But at the end of the day, Harry Kane, I do not, I this is the one decision I, I think everybody is wrong about. Because then if people who be like, oh, why don't they get somebody else? Well, because if the adverse happens, let's say he puts on Rashford or Mount or mm-hmm. whoever to take the penalty, they miss, they'll say, Southgate, what the fuck are you doing? Harry Kane is... is 89% uh, conversion rate on penalties. There's no win-win in There's this no situation. win-win. Harry Kane has to score his penalty. Yeah. He did not. He did not. And, and this is the this is the other thing that I'm going to come out. This is the big problem. Look, guys, we just said, oh, England was good. England was great. But there was no product. But at the end, end of the day, day you no have to finish. And this is where Harry Kane is a serial butler. Harry Kane has not won a single trophy. Since all, his career. Since his career. All the trophies is one have been individual accolades. Mm-hmm. Oh, best uh, striker in the Prem, scored the most goals or whatever, right? Imagine imagine Harry Kane actually went they went to City and they wanted and yes. they would have won. And, and this is the thing, right? Yeah. Any other player, so when he had his fallout with uh Lev, Lev, Lev Levy, Levy yeah. about that. He fell back he in. He fell back in line. <laughs> that just tells me you don't have the metal mm-hmm. to finish the job. Yeah. That extra that extra because look. He's, bo- he's people, bottling in the game, like people, bottling people, in walkers, bottling yeah. in trophies, and bottling in his <laughs> negotiations. Yeah. People, people play dirty, right? Yeah. Open Makano was playing him dirty yeah. throughout the game. Um, Levy played him dirty yeah. throughout those negotiations, mm-hmm. right? A serial winner will find a way to force themselves to do the inevitable. Force the hand, yeah. Then this is where I'm going to go to Ronaldo. Everybody hates Ronaldo for this. But remember, Ronaldo wanted out of United at all costs. He's a serial, he was he's a willing, serial winner. He was willing to risk his career. But what he was doing was, I have already proven enough, mm-hmm. and I'm betting on myself one last time. Let me get out. Let me get the fuck out. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And as much as you and I will sit here and be like, fuck him, he's fucking bullshit. You got to respect fuck? for that. You know, you got to look at him and say, you're betting on yourself on yeah. this. You're telling them like, fuck you, yeah. I'm out. Imagine now, for example, right? Jao Felix is like, he's putting me at 140 million mm-hmm. pounds. I am, I'm not going to get sold. I am not. They're not going to sell me. No. Who's going to have that kind of money? Yeah. But imagine Jao Felix comes out tomorrow and says, I am out of here. Mm-hmm. I hate Atletico. I hate the fans. I hate all of you. Get me out ASAP. Yeah. They would they would be forced yeah. to fucking cut They'll off his contract. They would reduce that shit right They would be like, yo, we'll, we'll sign up for Matter 20 fact, mil. Like, go to, go to Piers, yo. <laughs> hit up Piers. Yeah. I right. need an interview right quick, bro. Right. Right quick. Piers Morgan. But that's, but that's the thing. That's the difference, right? And this mm-hmm. is the problem with Harry Kane. Harry Kane is a serial butler. Yeah. A guy, when the pressure has been cooked up, 
he just doesn't know how to perform. Yeah. It is sad to say this because I like the guy, man. I look, I would take. He's actually you know, one of the best strikers. One in of the, the world. one. His technique, the way he strikes the mm -hmm. ball. The, it's not an easy feat. Yeah, people always laugh at him, like, oh, you know, the, his record, English record that he broke. Yeah. Um, yeah, what do you call it? Is he, like, what? tell me a time you remembered a Harry Kane goal that was exceptional. Barely, which mm -hmm. is true, barely. Yeah. Yeah. But still, he has scored a lot uh, of goals, goals yeah. for England. And it really sucks that a guy like that, his whole career will be defined by, I didn't win anything. Mm -hmm. Only, only, only individual accolades you can say. Yep. Golden boots. Exactly. Exactly. So you want to win a title. Exactly. So that's what it is. It's what it is. It's, it's sad because when you look at them taking that, and he missed it. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, did he sign another? He signed another contract with Tottenham. Did I, don't, he? I don't think he did. So then he can get the fuck out. Yeah, he can. I think it one more, yeah. one more year left on his contract. Yeah, one, one or two more. But years. is City gonna buy him? Then as the things like I know Chelsea definitely looking at him. Right? No, man. For something. Dude, he, his, his life, his, his shelf life is expiring real quick. Yeah. Um, because of his injuries. Yeah, his injuries are piling up. But which is um, crazy. He hasn't been injured this, this no, season. No, he's actually man. been one of the best forms this season, yeah. uh, which is so funny. But at the end of the day, dude. England are out. England are out. And you had the penalty to at least give them, not, not that to make him win, mm -hmm. to give them one more shot yeah. at securing it. Yeah, but uh, let's let's talk about uh, Mister 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 Gate Mount Gate Mister <laughs> Not even Mount Gate anymore because it's, he's learning. He's finally learning. He's learning, yeah, he's learning. Right now, Mount should be a sub player, and you see what that that gave, right? That gave you a penalty, but taking Osaka. Well, but that was Theo Hernandez being an idiot. I've never seen a player be yeah, so stupid. But, that was wild. I couldn't believe he did that. That was crazy in the penalty box too, right? What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> But, Although Luke Shop they push Giroud, yeah, and they didn't call they didn't it. Call it I'm just saying, yeah. And I know it was kind of like small, but the way his arm reached out, I was mm -hmm. like, hmm. Anywho, but man, we have to we have to touch on Saka because Saka's first penalty, right? That that call, he drew the penalty. It was Saka that yeah, drew yeah. it. Yeah, Saka drew. Yeah. And the guy who scored the goal, Shumene, is the one that tackled him. Yes, right. Shumene, this is what you expect. So. This is the problem with this French team, guys. Like, let's be real. This French team doesn't have any... Uh, they have a few experienced players. Mm -hmm. But the, the the French team is mostly playing with kind of their second first team. Mm -hmm. So there's no Pogba. There's no Kante. There's no Benzema. Uh, who else is missing on this team? So Pogba, no Pogba, no Kante, no, no Kante, Benzema. Benzema. There's a couple of other players that are missing. Lucas Hernandez. And Lucas Hernandez is injured, right? Mm -hmm. uh, even though I, I still... I argue that Theo Hernandez is better. And I yeah, honestly yeah. think Saka would have raked, raked uh, <laughs> Lucas Hernandez in this game. And contrary to what everybody was saying on the internet, he would have absolutely ripped them apart. Yeah. Um, but, um, uh, uh, yeah, so they're playing with their second first team mm -hmm. and they're pulling up results like this. Yeah. Like... The talent, the, the talent is there, man. Yeah, so... It speaks for itself. So, so these guys are young. Yeah. Um, look... Theo Hernandez, this is his first World Cup. True, mm -hmm. Mini, this is his first World Cup. What more do you expect, right? Yeah. So, true. You gotta give him respect. Um, so on Southgate though, um, you were mentioning uh, that what, substitution. That yeah, the substitution. The, 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 the substitution killed his game. It, so, it it just like the only person who you could say maybe like inspired something was Mount. 
when he came in with getting the penalty. But besides that, nothing, right? You look, you look at who they brought in, Sterling. All he gives you is Yash. <laughs> I'm serious. All he gives you is Yash. <laughs> my, my guy, you, 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 we're literally watching this, and you, you're seeing. He put in a good cross in the box, though. One cross is not enough. You need more but, than but, that. But, at, at that time when you're struggling, you need more than that. But did they give him enough time? Look, at the end of the day, they shouldn't have brought him on. And because Saka he, should he never j- come off. First off, he just came back yeah, no. from his family yeah. getting, like, uh, what, assaulted or... The guy flew seven hours to play a game of football when he hasn't spent time with the training squad and everything. Look, and, and in fact, even... This is why I said this is a tournament of managers making mistakes and getting away with it, mm-hmm. right? And this is now... It's going to turn... Th- this is eventually caught up with him. Yeah. Why? Because uh, Sterling obviously wasn't ready for this game. Mm-hmm. And for those games that Sterling wasn't available, look at what happened with England. Now, those teams were Senegal. They were not um, teams that you can pull teeth over. But it, you can see how dynamic that English team was yeah. without Sterling, mm-hmm. right? I'm not saying Sterling is bad. I'm just saying Sterling... Inform-wise, he's not informed. Yeah, he's not informed. You can't play a player that's not informed in the World Cup. Like, that's just stupid. Well, they're playing Harry Maguire. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, and look but what he's happened. He's actually been good. He's been good. But look what happened in the goal. Yeah. And it, he, it also, and he him, also right? missed a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How is Harry Maguire not scoring that header? Yeah. You have a big head for what? How you not score? This is what that, this is that's, things, that's right? his specialty. Any yeah. any other center back will be pumping that into the net. You saw that with Pepe the other day, except for the yeah. most recent one Pepe missed. The, uh, but like, but but still, you, he was basically a free header. You were the tallest guy there with the biggest head. Mm-hmm. Put your head square on that ball, get it on target. Lori will not save it. So so now, like, with this whole with this whole substitution thing, I mm. think only two subs that he brought in were like okay. You can say they were a little bit effective, right? Mount and like I said, Mount only because yeah, yeah, of the yeah, penalty, yeah. penalty, only because of the penalty. Yeah, but and Rashford, that was yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But what I wanted to see, I wanted to go against the grain because your everybody would have studied your whole shit, right? Mm-hmm. France would have looked at your tapes. They would have looked at everything that you that you're doing. Why didn't you bring in Madison? I know. So look, this is what, this is what I was saying, right? Um, after the 70th minute, uh, sorry, 60th minute, not even 70, I wouldn't have waited 70, 60th minute, because France looked like they were on the ropes starting from the first, second half. Yeah. They did not have anything. I, bet, I, think, I would have said, okay, guys, you got 10, 20 minutes to get a job done. Mm-hmm. If not, I'm yanking you out. Literally. Right? I, I was, I was upstairs with mommy mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm like, it's, it's getting to this time. The, the, the managers still haven't made a sub. Mm-hmm. France hasn't made a sub. Mm-hmm. England hasn't made a sub. They're trying to wait to see what each other does, does yeah. before they do it. Fuck that shit. Bro, at this point, you're down two. You, you, it's 1-1. One, one. Take the initiative. Take the initiative and put the game to them. And this is the same thing we've been saying about Southgate from day number one. Look. Some people have been going, they have been seeing the defense being brigade and everything uh, come up. And this is, it's so funny. The parallels of Garrett Salgate is very similar to the parallels of Ole Gunnar mm-hmm. You have two managers who are completely out of their depth, who don't know how to manage something that is Gold. of this caliber, yeah. right? Players of this quality, of this caliber. They don't know how to manage players of this quality and this caliber. So what do they end up doing? They end up reverting to things like, you know, playing their favorites. They pick the wrong personnel. Mm-hmm. They have terrible uh, game management. 
They don't know when to they make the they right... They can't think outside the grid. They don't, they don't think outside the grid. They don't even know when to make subs. It, they have a tried and tested and proven way of getting results, mm-hmm. but when it's been figured out, they don't have uh, an alternative to, mm-hmm. to solving that. And then when they do go outside the green, they're doing it way too late that it's like... It's too late, bro. Yeah. Like, you should have done this... Earlier. Five games ago. Mm-hmm. So that your guys are ingrained, blooded in. They know how to play your system. Mm-hmm. They know how to get the results. Um, and you see a lot of fans that are defending him for this. Look, does it... After this game, does it look like England have made progress? Absolutely. No, no. no. Yes, absolutely. It looks like they've made progress in the way they've been playing. From a guy who... Take it from a guy who's been watching England... Non-stop. Yeah, yeah. Right? They have made progress. But Their style of play... wise in the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Based on results, no. Right? But based on the, the style of play, like what we saw, 4-3-3, away from the 3-4-3 three, three mm-hmm. formation to a 4-3-3 three, three formation, great. They, they also took initiative in this game. But in a way, they were forced to take initiative yeah. this game. They didn't have a choice to take mm-hmm. this type of initiative on this game. So, you're looking at this English team... Or this this manager that has flipped it over from a side that uh, has spent um, you know a lot of time defending, waiting for the teams to do something, and then finally he's like, today let me try going at them because mm-hmm. they're not as good as they used to be, right? Look, at the end of the day, England deserved the best of the best. Yeah. These players deserve. The, I mean, some people say that's not true. England be- don't deserve the best. Because what gives them the divine right? To get the, but based on the players they have, mm-hmm. they deserve the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Things, for example, things like Fikayo Tomori not making the squad yeah. for whatever reason mm-hmm. is sackable, in my opinion. That in his own self is sackable. Yeah. I will tell you what happened with uh, Morocco. Um, the was it Sami? Is it Sami Halosic? I can't remember his name. The old coach, the Bosnian, uh, Bosnian mm-hmm. uh, for Morocco, had beef with. Hakim Ziyech and yeah. a couple of other Moroccan players. He didn't play. He didn't call him up. He didn't call him up. Yeah. You know what they decided to do? They said, "Look, if you're gonna keep pissing off our guys, you gotta get go. the hell out of here. You gotta go. Get out because you know what? We believe that these players will give us the best chance of proving the best this World Cup, and they bet on that on Walid. Mm-hmm. And since then, see what has happened. Yeah, you have England right now. Oh, Harry Maguire, and everybody says, "Oh, Harry Maguire didn't do anything wrong." Who the fuck were they playing? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Harry Maguire is, is was like horrible today. Like some of the the goals weren't really his fault. The second goal, you can blame John Stones. He could have jumped earlier, mm-hmm. whatever, right? But what I want to tell everybody though is when you have a manager who does not think, doesn't have a way of thinking of how his team to be shaped, of how he should get the best players on the pitch to get the results that he's looking for, you don't get, you don't have it right. That's he right. doesn't have it right. And I think this is where, like, Southgate, you got to look at it. Like, yes, they've made progress. But once again, they have failed. Mm-hmm. Those things are both accurate. Yes, you can see they're on the pitch. They took the defending champions all the way. But we just mentioned this is their second first team. They're, some of the original players, to starters, are not available this mm-hmm. World Cup. And they still beat you. Yeah. Imagine if they had those players then. Wreckage. Right? They still <laughs> beat you. So yeah. progress is whatever you call it. And it could have gone yes either way. But I did, but people say fine margins, blah blah blah. But this is consistent with failure. Yeah, yeah. Look at Morocco. They beat who? Spain. They beat Spain. Mm-hmm. They went out of a group with Croatia, mm-hmm. who is still in the in the in the in the tournament. Yeah. 
um, and beat Belgium. And beat Portugal. They beat Portugal. They're beating fucking teams. That are, and, they, and they're doing it the way this Southgate used to do it, mm-hmm. right? Because park the bus, sit back, hit him on the break. Yeah. They do it, and they're doing it better mm-hmm. than he did. I can guarantee you, the moment he faced any of those teams in the World Cup, they would blow his ass out. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's what they did with Italy. Italy blew them out of the water yeah. in a game that they should have taken to Italy. Italy mm-hmm. took it to them yeah. and then took it to penalties and then beat the ass, yeah. right? So it, Southgate needs to... He, he's he needs to go. He's done. He's gotta go. But they're gonna give him another. I know they're gonna. They don't have the spine to do it. They're gonna give him to 2024. He's gonna fail in 2024, and then they're gonna be like they're gonna be caught in no man's land yeah. now. Should, Should we bring time? somebody? Should we bring somebody else? Pochettino, Thomas Tuchel are available. Give them the keys to England and just say, look, make something out of these guys. Mm-hmm. Tuchel already said he wanted the England. Sa- did he? Yeah, oh. I think so. He, yeah. said, he said, I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind Sa- doing Southgate has gone as far as he can go. Mm-hmm. Tuchel will probably piss off a lot of them, but I can guarantee you, He'll he will shape them. <laughs> iron shapes iron. Yeah. He, he, might, he may play Mount. Maybe Mount may be better. He's definitely going to play Mount. Maybe Mount may be better. Or maybe yeah. he may say, look, Mount, you've just been playing shit in mm-hmm. your teams. I'm going to give somebody else an opportunity. Yeah. Iron shapes iron. Or maybe he'd be playing him in his preferred number eight role, not in the wings. Mm-hmm. Iron shapes iron. iron. Yeah. That's what you got to do. Give him the keys to England and say, hey, take us to the promised land. Yeah. Gary Southgate, we love you. We thank you so much for building what you want to do. But we, we need to try something different here. Peace. And, and people say, oh, but we've already tried the, the managers that have won route. Okay, so you went to a five-star hotel mm-hmm. and they didn't they treated you like shit. Yeah. So like, oh, you know what? Because the five-star hotel treated me like shit. Should yeah. I go to, then you should go to a three-star <laughs> or two point five star motel? No. Because the five no You should go to another, another five-star five hotel. hotel. Don't, don't, <laughs> people are so fucking dumb, man. I I just cannot believe there's so many losers in this world, oh, man. God. And and look, I'm not saying like, oh, you know, the, the opinion. No, no. Your opinion is fair, but mm-hmm. you are a loser. You need to learn how to start winning yeah. as a human being. And you should learn how to start assessing things mm-hmm. from a logical standpoint. Continue. Yeah, he had he had sorry. He had he had 2018. He had 20 he yeah. had 2018. He had what did they call it? Um uh 2018 and then he had uh 2021 and now he's 2022. Mm-hmm. You want to give him the 2024 again to fail with these players? Give me a break. Anyway, it looks like we're going to be going on an actual break because it looks like uh, Victor has got to go. So we'll pause it here and we'll be back for the next uh, section. All right, we are back. Um, Okay, so we are going to be talking about Morocco against Portugal. Mm -hmm. Um, Big, big upset for Morocco. Beat the odds Mm 1-0 against the Portugal the Portugal that they had to bring on Cristiano Ronaldo in the second half. Uh, the Portugal that Gonzalo Ramos, the scorer of uh, three beautiful goals against Switzerland. Oh, Jesus. Excuse me, guys. Uh, against Switzerland. Um, the uh, the uh, Portugal that had the likes of Bruno Fernandes, Jao Cancelo, who they brought out in the second half, Jao Felix, um, Bernardo Silva. Man, the Portugal that Diogo Costa has been called the next best thing since sliced bread. I see it on everybody's Twitter feed that he has got to be the next Manchester United goalkeeper. Really? Oh, my God. <laughs> Our fans are just useless. Um, so, <laughs> the Portugal that, um, yeah, that uh, everybody favored to at least get into the semifinal. Final. Oh, the final. Um, and they're not there. No. 
Wow, I I am I am shook it. I have I made three predictions. I'm I'm going to start making predictions now. <laughs> I'm going to start making predictions for the other side. But um, I am shook it because uh, all like a lot of a lot of good teams were out this uh, stage, mm-hmm. and this is the beauty. I think for me, this World this this World Cup went from being like okay, it's going to the original guys. We're going to see the same guys go through to against the green to all of a sudden upsets again. Yeah. And I've got to say, this has got to become the best World Cup, man. Yeah. I mean, I still have 2018 in, in my heart. I don't know why. 2018 was something special. It was just something magnificent. Yes, all the good teams went through. Yes, there was not many upsets. It was the first but VAR, it, wasn't it? Yeah, but there was a lot of good calls. Like, you didn't have crazy cycle games yeah. like this. Um, maybe because, like, Argentina lost early. Maybe that's why I was a bit happier. Germany, Germany yeah, didn't go through. Yeah. I was a bit happier. Uh, maybe because England went through, and I was like, "Oh yeah, no, you know." I think I think the reason why 2018 was really nice for both of us was because Nigeria won those games, won that game, and Musa showed his stuff. Yeah, maybe, right? but no, but no, not and even that's that. What the, the 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 game um was it? Because we played Croatia at first, right? And yeah, we yeah. got smashed. No- I think it was two nothing. It was two zero. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then they went on to smash Argentina. Argentina, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. so. That's crazy. Yeah, but, but those goals by Musa and the. Uh, but yeah, the, those were. But but that, it ended up in heartbreak, like always. Yeah. But still, I I just. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Twenty eighteen just hit the home for me versus this World Cup. But this World Cup, I'm gonna say, look, the upsets like Morocco going there, mm-hmm. getting into the semifinal. Yeah, has got to be up there. And yeah. what an achievement for that country! Mm-hmm. What an achievement! I just read up that they had they introduced a new sporting system. Where they introduced a new academy for their boys. Yes. And yes. with this academy, um, they had like about you know uh, twelve players. Mm-hmm. I don't know how what the number was again. Yeah. That uh, came from that academy, and um, plus the work that they've done in getting their talent back. So guys who are multinational, they can play for France, they can play for Spain, they mm-hmm. can play for whoever. Uh, they they got those guys to come back to play for their nation. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot that Moroccans have been doing. Like, it, it hasn't meant that they've been successful. You see, we, we we talked about this. I think we talked about this, like, podcasts ago. And I said, in order for a country to start being successful in Africa, they need to start being more aggressive when it comes to their planning, right? This, mm-hmm. is, this is to say, like, just like you just said, right? They, some players could have played for different nations, but because Absolutely. because they pulled them in early and they said, hey, we want you to play for Morocco. Yeah. You know what I mean? We don't want you to go and play for Spain. We don't want you to go and play for Germany. Yeah. All these other countries that you guys are getting. We don't even want you to play for Canada because there's some boys that were born in Canada. Mm. So um, they need to start being more aggressive. And I, I spoke about this and I said, the Nigerian technical director, whoever the hell it is, or the sporting director, needs to now start looking at who are the young boys, what can we do to get them all together? But, because if you have them all together, it's like, you can make anything happen. I agree. You know? But you did, but these regions are mired in corruption. Yes. Um, yes. You, you have like Cameroonian uh, parents talking about Mbolo mm-hmm. and how they wanted the, they wanted the kid to pay money to Utopia, yeah. Eto's, uh, you know, people who registered Eto. Yeah. So, 
you can see how fraudulent that is and why the Paris are like, nope, we're yep. just going to stay with Switzerland then, exactly. you know, you guys, that's not our problem, mm-hmm. right? So until, until, until the African countries clean up that area of corruption, until we start to do things like that, mm-hmm. we cannot achieve what Morocco has achieved. No. We, we just cannot. No. Um, Morocco has, has done something that has woken a lot of African nations up and I think the best ones now will be watching what they're doing exactly. and will follow, follow the step. It. Yep. And, follow it. and your plan will not be not 2026, but maybe 2030. Mm-hmm. You look forward 2020, to 2030. Yeah. Um, and then what my goal is right now is to build, start building those facilities, building mm-hmm. the, you know, first of all... You, send, can, you can even do it at 2026. I think it would be difficult to do that 2026. Because it's because, more of a shorter yeah, time, because, time because who is going to be growing up at that point? Yeah. But uh, 2026, 20, uh, 2030, I think, will be the target. Mm-hmm. If you are ahead of target, great. But um, there comes a lot in terms of grassroots development and then recruiting mm-hmm. multinational players. Yeah. Because then if, <laughs> if Italy is going to do all the work for you, France and Spain and Belgium and... It's a wrap. You know... Good. That's half your problem solved. Yeah. You just gotta get in contact with the player very early. Like Bukayo Saka, apparently he could have played with Nigeria. Yeah. Um, Tammy Abraham, Fikayo Tomori. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine if you had those three plus Victor Simen. Well, it's, um, it's a wrap. You know, bro, it's a wrap. Right? We have like, and then Jamal Musiala, Jamal Musiala, bro, Karim Ademi. Yeah, Karim Ademi. Like all these boys. If you, if you, um, I mean, the only thing is there's not a lot of midfielders on that list, but. Still, I'm, I'm sure you can. I'm sure you can find players that. Or even Nigeria. Nigeria has good midfielders. No, Nigeria You just need to increase Nigeria, their IQ. Nigeria does not have good midfielders. <laughs> Indeed, is the only thing, and in my opinion, is okay at best. Um, all right, but Morocco has has done it, guys. Yeah. They scored the goal, one nothing. El Nasri jumping very high. Yeah, higher um, than Cristiano Ronaldo too. Uh, yeah, broke his record or whatever that looked like. But um, I wanted to try about Portugal. Um, this looks like it for Ronaldo. He was absolutely shattered, crushed. Yeah. Um. And and I don't blame him. Mm-hmm. Like he just this is the one thing he would not like. He just doesn't have. Yeah. And then there's also potential. His main arch rival, arch nemesis, will win. Might win it. Might win it. Yeah. So well, he may, he will win it. Who knows, right? Yeah. Um. That is our pick right now because our picks were Brazil, Portugal and um uh, what they call them uh, Netherlands mm-hmm. all gone and it's now Argentina that is left. Yeah. But this Portuguese side what went wrong here? I couldn't even begin to tell you. They played a it was a solid team they played, but some some names there were kind of weird. What the fuck is that to have you? I think I've asked this question a million times. I don't know who the fuck Otavio is. He plays for Wolves. From what we heard, was does he play for Wolves? I think he plays for Wolves. I guess a lot of people yeah. play for Wolves. Fuck. They're coming from Portugal. But I don't fucking care, and I don't right. know who he is. They but shouldn't have played Ruben you, Neves. How are you starting Otavio? How are you playing Otavio over Leal? Mm-hmm. What does he give? Yao Felix could play in that role easily, mm-hmm. and you just put Leal in the position. Yeah, Leal is the most informed Portuguese player right now in the world, the most informed, and he is not playing anywhere. Yeah. Jao Cancelo is sitting on the bench for a bomb, Rafael Guerrero. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I know he's a Dortmund. Nah, nah, nah. Nobody gives a fuck. Those Dortmund guys have been mired in failure. They've been sitting there <laughs> watching Bayern Munich collect the cups every goddamn year, and they haven't done a single thing about it. Jao Cancelo plays for a team that wins championships basically every season. Yeah. 
why isn't he starting at his favorite position as a left back? Mm-hmm. Why is he starting there? Yeah, so it's, it's kind of weird. Fernando Sanchez botched a lot of he things. Needs, I, I heard he's getting sacked. Has he been sacked yet? I don't know yet, but I, I, I heard he's either getting sacked or he's stepping down, whichever one. But we know he's gonna get. He, he, <laughs> we, he's gotta go. This is this was like the now you can look at it and you'll be like, okay, this team is not just Ronaldo's not carrying this team. No, he is not. No, and this is this is like the golden era now, mm-hmm. right? You have all these guys that are winning whatever they're winning. They're playing in big clubs. You know, they're 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 freaking starting. You know what I mean? So it, everything is adding in there. Yeah. But it's just that extra um to not get the job done, yeah. not get it over the line. It was kind of it's kind of sad, you know, watching you know Ronaldo cry and everything. Because at the end of the day, as much as I love to like make fun of him and you know say, but I'm I'm speaking truthfully, mm. right? But it's like what I've seen is like a guy that has given everything for the sport, but to not be able. To go any further, that's like it's 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 gotta be no, it's gotta no, be heartbreaking. Nobody nobody right? has a divine right to to do, to any trophy. Exactly, you don't. You have to um, earn it. You and your to, team you has to, to earn your it. Your team yourself has to earn it. And yeah. and I look back and I look at some of all those things that were happening mm-hmm. prior to the World Cup, and you know him playing, him not playing. Yeah. That in itself even becoming a distraction. Mm-hmm. I think that probably started to weigh on the mind of a folk like Gonzalo Ramosh. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, I also think that they just don't have the divine right to. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen great players not get this trophy. Yeah. It yeah. is a very difficult trophy to get. You play for it once every four years, mm-hmm. and your cycle is a very it's a very long cycle. Yeah. So you really have to be consistent all through. You look at guys like Luka Modric, who is going in for his, what, third time now? Mm-hmm. Like, how much more does can this guy give, right? So, um, third or fourth, fourth time, I don't think they made it in 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe they did, I can't remember. But, um, yeah, nobody has the divine right to win it. And your you and your team need to pull up every piece of you mm-hmm. to get over the line. Yeah. And then you also need your coach. But at the same time... Coaches make some big freaking mistakes, um, and uh, I don't know. Some people say they should have started Ronaldo. Do you think they should have started Ronaldo in this game? Uh, to be honest, after you've seen Gonzalo Ramos score the three goals, it's kind of hard to say. But I do think at some point, like, yes, we know Ronaldo is going to be like that sub player. He's going to come in as a sub. But I think in a game of this magnitude with the quarterfinals at the line, right, I think you do start Ronaldo in this mm. one. In mm. this one, I think you do start Ronaldo. But then you have Gonzalo Ramos. You kind of have to alternate it, which is something that Fernando, Sanchez, uh, Fernando Santos fucked up with in the beginning of the whole tournament. You have to blood these guys in early. So mm-hmm. then you know what the system is. Okay, I know I'm going to go in for like maybe 50, 60 minutes. I'm going to come out. Next game, the guy will go in for 50, 60 minutes. Then the other guy will come in for like 30, complete the game, go out. That way, they're all blooded. But in this game, I feel like Ramos had, had already been gassed in a way. Yeah. It like, he, bro, the, the runs he was making the previous game were so much, right? To cover that amount of ground in, on the pitch, there was a lot. There was a lot. 
it's not easy to get three goals in a World Cup fucking round of 16. Yeah. It's difficult, right? So, obviously, they need to also clue into that, like, hey, that's going to weigh on his physicality, right? He's 21. He's 21. I get it. He's going to... I get it. He's 21. When, when I was that age, you can play me the game today, play me the game tomorrow, yeah. play me the game, and I could run two, 20 kilometers each game, and I wouldn't have a problem. But this, that's the thing I'm saying. Like, I feel like Fernando Santos could have done this a little bit earlier, because if he had done it earlier... You would know that this boy was ready for when this time came. Right? I don't. I don't think it was an issue with Gonzalo Ramos. I actually think he made the right call on who should be starting. Mm-hmm. Ronaldo or no Ronaldo? It's either you play Gonzalo Ramos or you play two man striker. Yeah. Right, and maybe two, in hindsight, two man striker might have been better because those defenders they had guys parked in. You couldn't get. You couldn't get anybody through that Moroccan mm-hmm. uh, midfield and defense. Yeah. So, I would have said. Maybe he should have played either the two of them earlier and just go with his gut and play uh, Felix over on the other side, Uh, Bernardo Silva on the other side. I think he was playing Bruno on the right for one time. I just Mm -hmm. don't know what the fuck he's doing with Bruno on the right, but whatever. That's another whole ball game. But um, the other aspect of this, Liao has Has to to start. start. You have to start him. Mm -hmm. You cannot give this guy 20 minutes to do his do magic. Yeah. It's just so difficult for them to come in in such a tough game like that. Mm -hmm. Guys so packed in. They're not those guys are so experienced, they're not gonna give you anything. You want him to start. And and when he came in, you should have seen the way he was taking on. He he changed the game. Hakimi had a problem now. Hakimi at first was like chilling, hanging out. Then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you put him on there, bang. Hakimi's like, fuck, I got to run against this kid now. Yeah. I got to chase him around the pitch. Mm-hmm. He's actually dribbling. Mm-hmm. He's actually beating me too. Yeah. Um, so I I really was very surprised he didn't do that. But anyway, it's but shoulda, coulda, woulda. Um, at the end of the day, it Portugal happened. out is, yeah. is gone. But, but another, another thing, Portugal, they can't just, they can't finish, right? They three, three, Portugal can't finish? Three balls hit the post. Well, it's not really about finishing. Some of those angles were a little bit tricky angles, yeah. right? Um, yeah, three goals but, the players. But but I think um, Portugal missed some good opportunities. There was a chance for Pepe to put in the end of the net. They didn't. At the end, they started to say, oh, they got an Argentina referee. Guys, stop complaining about the referee. Yeah. The referee was actually very good. Yeah. Uh, this is one of the better referees compared to some of the crap we saw this uh, quarterfinals. Yeah. Um, I like this one. Yeah, he was really good. All right. Um, we will jump off the Morocco-Portugal train. We'll quickly talk about the preview on what will happen. So who do you have between France and Morocco? How do you see this game? What do you think uh-huh. What do you think is going to happen? I, I Honestly, I, I think I know what's going to happen from a simple standpoint, but I don't know how the result will go. We know the talent that France has. We know, ta- we, we know France can pick apart teams that park the bus. Um, so I think France can win this, but also Morocco can also pull another shocker, right? Do you think they can pull one more shocker than I, I, there's a lot of injuries right now, so it's kind of weighing on them. But what we've noticed is even while they were able to like get away, um, not use their starters. Yeah. The guys that came and were supplement were very good. They were, they were Onahi. Yeah. Onahi was unbelievable, man. Yeah. He was running them ragged. <laughs> yeah. So it was like. I think honestly, man, Morocco can do it again. We might be looking at an, an African team actually going into the finals, probably, right? Probably. It's actually looking like it's bred for that because I've seen Morocco only concede one goal this whole game, this whole World Cup. Yeah, right. 
and France has considered way more and some stupid ass goals too. Yeah. So it's like France. you know that they're there for the taking. Morocco's looking at it like they're there for the taking, but Morocco is knowing that they have threats. Mm. And I think that's what where it comes with the with the with the, um, the African manager that's there with them right now. Yeah, Walid well, Raglari. He's he's keeping them informed. He's yeah. letting them know, like, hey, you know. We have to go there and do what we did and we have to do it all over again, right? So if they can do that, I think I think we might see an African team in the final, man. I, I, another another shocker is looking like it's about to happen. Yeah, I don't disagree with you, but I just think the French have that firepower. They have a lot. That's they, what I'm saying. They, they have they a just, lot. But of the firepower. only the only thing though is can this French team break down that low block? Yeah. Like, that's the big thing, right? Like, but the, the if French you have team Griezmann so good. from the left side, on the right side, swinging in True, crosses but, for Giroud. But these guys put five guys in that box yeah. that will mark Giroud. Plus two more to yeah. mark other guys there was, who are around. There was the TikTok I saw today. It was Sofian Amrabat. Mm. And he was pulling out everybody out of his pocket. Yeah, yeah, I saw <laughs> that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Luka Modric, yeah. Gavi, Pedri. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who else? Uh, what do you call it? Um, the Portuguese guys, Bruno, Bruno Fernandes. Fernandes. Jesus, yeah. man. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, no, look. They, they, the Moroccans have everything that has them set up properly to play mm-hmm. against this French team. Yeah. But this French team just has the dagger. They just have like, they just know how to just get that one goal. Yeah. That, out of nothing, out of nowhere, they got that one goal, and then all of a sudden. Here's a here's a shocker though. Yeah. Um. So now people are thinking, oh, Argentina gonna make the World Cup. Are they gonna make? I, gonna I, gonna I make think the it's finals. Argentina's World Cup to but, lose. But actually, I think Modric has something to say, right? But we'll, but we'll talk about that. We'll, we'll talk, We're not we'll, talking about we'll, that. We'll now. speak about that. But yeah. here's the thing. Here's yeah. the funny thing. If Morocco wins, if Morocco wins against France, Morocco will beat Argentina. I don't think so. Because I think if Morocco beats France, I think anybody who beats each other in this group, in this thing, guys, I don't know. I'm calling France, but I think Morocco can do it because of just, it's Morocco, man. Mm-hmm. These guys, they haven't conceded a goal. They're very organized. They're extremely organized. You can't break them. No. Um, but um, I just think that Messi has that little bit extra spice mm-hmm. this world cup this going to be this going to be uh, if if it's morocco against argentina it's going to be ziak against messi yeah yeah That's but gonna but, be crazy. but i think argentina has the extra spice and mm-hmm. quality to break they have the most balanced team yeah that can match uh morocco toe for toe mm-hmm. um and they have the be- the most experienced team yeah. that can get them over the line right. yeah um and when i say experiences i'm talking messi. about experience in messi yeah uh, Messi is no slouch, mm-hmm. um, and Otamendi too. Even though I don't think he's that great, but Messi is know? a slouch. And when if, if, if I don't know if you noticed, like during this World Cup, Messi lets people do the, the but the that's dirty but work that's fine. Yeah, that, it's that, fine. That, it works but, well for but him. But I think in this Morocco game, in the Morocco game, he will find like Amrabat against Messi. I think Messi will be him. On a one on one, like the goal, the duels, Amrabat is gonna win some. Yeah, he's, absolutely. He's not, he's not gonna go touch tight with him. But but exactly. Yeah. But I think Messi's gonna, and that's the 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 kicker. If yeah. you give him space, he's gonna find. I think I think Argentina can beat either of these two teams. Mm. They have the personnel. They just need to get it over. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Dutch, well, we, which they did. I I so, still I like my my uh my whole my whole call and prediction is still like Argentina winning, but. 
Yeah. This 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 like, we didn't expect right? Morocco I know. to be here. Mor- Mor- yeah. right? Morocco can do it, guys. Yeah. Like Morocco can really do it. But at the same time, I think regardless of what happens, mm-hmm. Morocco, France, I don't really care. Like if Morocco goes through great for yeah. Africa, if they but I think that whoever they face coming out of that game against Argentina, Croatia is looking like it. Is looking most likely that Argentina yeah. is gonna happen. But we haven't even talked about what Argentina and the Dutch look like. So let's let's quickly ju- jump on that. Yeah. Argentina versus the Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this game was filled with already spice before coming oh, into yeah. it. All the stuff LVG, was saying. It's easy to... Mo- it's easy to- <laughs> what is he talking That's about? That's what he does, man. That's what he does. He's- like, And then he said, we need to be horny. I understand that. Yeah, you have to have the desire to play. <laughs> he's a but funny guy, man. He's funny. But man, Messi was not taking any of it oh, because <laughs> this game he heard everything before the game started. So he's. But I don't. Like, I don't understand why people are so frustrated with that. If you understand who LVGE is, yeah. you would know he's just taking the piss. But that's the thing. People like, don't understand. This, who this is a problem. Is. This is a problem with people, man. Like if you don't know how to understand banter, right? Like obviously he's a professional player, so he's using that to feel his rage, mm-hmm. and that gives him the extra spice and the passion going into this game. Um, and the freaking pass he made was out of this world. I don't know how he did that. Like yeah. I, I've tried that a million times, and I'll fall over my my face, and the ball will go completely somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I'll look like an idiot. But this guy does it and does it to perfection. But look, he's not really trying to rile them up, but he's trying to motivate his team, mm-hmm. and he's also trying to give people confidence of what his group had. Now, did they show that confidence in that match? Absolutely. Mm. Fucking not. Netherlands looked like shit. Yeah. Until Weghorst <laughs> came in and then the game completely changed. You see, we talked about Weghorst. I was saying that, what was the last, uh, the last couple of pods? Yeah. And I was like, Weghorst is actually good, man. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I used to watch him in, in uh, Bundesliga. So I used to see him put those goals in out of nowhere from his team losing to his team tying he's a 6 foot winning. 20 striker yeah <laughs> against like, against 5 foot 2 defender in Martinez and Otamendi mm-hmm. he is gonna win that header any time of the day but uh, we have to speak on what's his name Emiliano Martinez bro so before we chat about Emiliano Martinez earlier to this game if you guys didn't know check out some of the comments that LVG was saying mm-hmm. he was saying we're gonna beat them I know how to mark Messi out of the game yeah uh all this stuff, yada yada yada. He sparked up this whole thing. Uh, they brought up the conversation, the situation with him and Di Maria when he was with uh, Manchester United, and he said, "Well, he's the worst manager I've ever." Had. Yeah, all the stuff, and and Louis Van Gaal actually held himself in in character and said, "Look, I'm I'm sad that he feels that way." Mm-hmm. He's like Memphis Depay was also with uh, Manchester United, mm-hmm. and now we kiss on the mouth. It was hilarious, yeah. like. The guy was funny. I thought he was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a joke, right? Like, all this stuff is jokes. It spices it up before the game. And then the game lived up mm-hmm. to every single thing you expected. What was it? 18 yellow cards. We'll talk about <laughs> we'll talk about that. Man, you're jumping ahead. Stay on script, bro. Come on. Stay on script. <laughs> so, the, the, the game freaking lived up to the Expectation. expectation. And then you now add the extra thing. When you mentioned the 18 yellow cards, mm-hmm. you add not the 18 yellow cards, you add La Hose, yeah. one of the worst referees oh in the world. You add this guy on top of that, this game was leading up to the best game mm-hmm. you could ever watch yeah. in this World Cup. And like, look, there's so many, there's so many good games this World Cup. I loved this game. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, 
there were moments where I was like, this game is fucking shit. Argentina needs to score the yeah, third goal. Yeah. The game's going to be done, dusted, over. And that added to the flavor. Yeah. You know? Because and then, they couldn't get the third yeah, goal. Yeah, they couldn't get the third goal. Yeah. And then and then you had Lajos booking everybody. He goes to the bench. He looks. Fuck you. Yellow card. <laughs> He's like, you use... In the anger, the mirror, I told him, hey, I have a question. What did you just say to me? If you talk one more time, boy, I'm going to give you a yellow card. <laughs> right? Like, that is literally... It added to every single thing. <laughs> and then, as much as I hate to say it, Messi happened. Yeah. This guy is too goddamn fucking good. Fireworks. And he's too goddamn good. But one thing I will say, though, where's the review on the penalty from, from Dumfries? Because I, I still haven't... Maybe I, I looked at it and I was like, oh, penalty. I went back to my phone. I still haven't seen a clear-ass replay yeah. of why that was a penalty. Because they, they were like... And they didn't review it. Apparently, they said they did on the, on the commentators thing. They were like, oh, so VR checked it and they decided to move on. But then, but then did, 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 did they replay that tough stuff on TV screen? Mm-hmm. Why can't we find a review of that thing? There's a lot of weird things. Exactly. So <laughs> this is my only thing, right, guys? Like, this is another reason why I say Argentina has this World Cup to lose. Because mm-hmm. I actually genuinely feel they're saying either Messi or Ronaldo mm-hmm. has, uh, has to win it. Yeah. Literally, I feel like that's the, the direction of FIFA right now. The it's agenda. Like, it's like one of these two, we got to do everything to make sure at least they get to the final. Mm. One didn't go to the final, this one has to go through. Yeah. And I don't want to be a guy for those conspiracy stuff, but I am, I looked at that, I was like, hmm. And, and, and even and when I looked at the, from the replays that I could see or the mm-hmm. stuff I could see, Dumfries didn't look like, I was like, is that what they're calling a foul now? <laughs> then you have to call, then another thing too is, Messi, Mr. Lahos was giving cards all over the place. Yeah. Messi clearly stopped a play from happening with his hand. Yeah. That is a straight yellow, yellow card. card. Yeah. He didn't give him. No, he didn't. He you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Messi said, oh, I was jumping up and I left up my hand. That was crazy, You man. see what I'm saying, yeah. right? Like, I, so, was, I was also looking at it. I was like, that's a yellow card, man. That's a yellow. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just saying, guys. Like, And then Messi ended up getting another yellow he, card. But, but then when it was like, giving okay, him a red. I, I have to give him a yellow yeah. now. But... <laughs> Lahore, what was going on? This guy, this referee, as you mentioned, something was off with him. Yeah. We'll get to him, though. So now, that beautiful assist from Messi, beautiful, very gorgeous, he right? Cut, he split two lines in half. Two lines yeah. in half. Um, I, I was disappointed with Memphis Depay because I think that came off an error from him. Either he was trying some ridiculous pass, back mm-hmm. pass or something. I can't remember. I have to watch it again. Yeah. Um, And I was very, very disappointed in him, but... Then Molina gets the opportunity and gets that goal um, with a beautiful pass. The penalty happens. Nothing mm-hmm. happens. And the Dutch later on start to impose themselves on the game. Making Argent- substitution. Making substitution. Argentines are like, okay, we're going to sit back, defend the lead. And then Weghorst happens. Mm-hmm. This guy comes in at whatever minute they brought him in. Boom. Immediately, goal. goal. Then the next opportunity, like... They, they were dumping the ball along, and I'm looking at this Dutch side, right? You look at this Dutch side, and you're like, wow. You have so many players that can pass the ball, but they cannot play the ball on against this Argentinian team. Yeah. So you've now fast forward. After everything now has happened, what ends up happening now is fucking... Uh, it comes down to the last play of the game. Pretty a free much. kick. Yeah. I, I don't know who gave away the free kick, Montiel or something. I don't know if it was him. But he gives away a free kick, and they tried out 
basically a FIFA move. Mm -hmm. You only see this free kicks in FIFA. Oh my God. Where you pass the ball to another guy yeah. and then you shoot. I've never seen it happen in real life. Never. And they did it. And where goes again? It's cool. Wow. 2-2. Two, two. Wow. They, from, from nobody to a hero. From mm -hmm. zero to hero. Real in a second. Yeah. It it was crazy. Um, and uh, prior, be, even before that, like when Messi scored that goal, right, the penalty, he went to the bench and he did the goat celebration to Louis Van Gaal. Well, isn't it the air celebration? <laughs> well, it's the, it's, the, it's, it's pretty it? much like the goat, like yeah, I got yeah. the horns and shit, right? Yeah. So he he went to the bench and he did it. So there. do you know the context of that? Yeah, because LVG was talking shit, right? No, before that. So this so LVG has a bad track record with Argentinians. Um, so Roman Riquelme used to mm -hmm. play with Barcelona. Yeah. And one of Roman Riquelme's celebration is that celebration oh, that yeah? he did. Oh. And Louis van Gaal made his life a living hell when he was in Barcelona. Really? Yes. When he came over to Manchester United, Angel Di Maria. Di Maria. I remember this because I used to complain about Louis van Gaal too back in the day. Mm -hmm. I like him now because he's no longer Manchester United. You love him. Time makes the heart grow fonder. You yeah, love yeah, him yeah. when they're no longer with you. Yeah. Louis van Gaal made Angel Di Maria's life. I don't think it was a living hell, but it made it difficult, difficult. for him to play on the team like yeah. this. Uh, Angel Di Maria will have a good game. Next minute, you know, he's playing him as a left winger. Next minute, he's playing him as a mm -hmm. striker. So this is all because of Riquelme's celebration. This Riquelme's celebration was to Louis van Gaal to tell him, hey, this is what you did back in the day to Romain Riquelme. Remember this? Here it is in front of you. There is so much bad blood in this That's game. Crazy. From, they hate Louis van Gaal. They hate him. And yeah. this was like... It came it, to life. It coming, this was the climax. Mm -hmm. And all the stuff he was saying on top of it just added more fuel to the fire. Yeah. You're like, who is this fucking guy talking? And then mm -hmm. Angel Nguyen probably tells him, look, when I was with, Bar uh, with Manchester United, I had the worst time. I yeah. maybe would have stayed if not for this fucking guy. Mm -hmm. He made my life miserable. Speaking of players, not bowling transfers. Remember, Angel Di Maria <laughs> refused to show up to, to train. Yeah. I think United were forced to sell him the PSG. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So maybe this is what uh, what's his name should do. But um, yeah, dude, like there's so much bad blood. He has a lot of blood in his hands when it comes to him and Argentinians. Mm -hmm. And they do not like him. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Because <laughs> when I watched Luis Van Gaal with Manchester United, there were times when I was just like, Please, my God. Like, you have all this talent. Mm -hmm. I do not want you coaching my team. Get out. Sack him. I was so happy when he got sacked. <laughs> yeah. Mourinho was a breath of fresh air for a couple of years after. Yeah. Mourinho deserved the sack, too. <laughs> so, it, it just all piled up. Yeah. But um, this is the context behind it. Mm -hmm. So, Messi and him, like, they've been going right, right back at it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there you go. That's crazy. Anyway, yeah. the goal from Nopper, I mean, not Nopper, the goal from Wegos goes in. Second uh, goes into extra time yeah. and all Argentina. Yeah. All Argentina. Yeah. They, they even hit the post before the, hit, the thing ended. That boy Enzo Fernandez is a baller. Bro. Like, they have... Where's he playing? Advanced Benfica. Oh, he plays with you know Gonzalo. United. So, let me tell you. United scouted uh, Enzo Hernandez, mm -hmm. Fernandez, scouted uh, Moises Caicedo, mm -hmm. scouted Julian Alvarez. And didn't get any. Didn't get any. <laughs> now, all of them, look at them. Imagine if those guys were playing with Manchester United right now. That's crazy. So, anyway, that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, either either could have, would have, should have, right? But I mean, um, they can still go back and buy them. Yeah, for $60 million. At this point, you <laughs> I, eat that cake. Well, in, uh, United don't have money now. <laughs> <laughs> they just announced that they don't take in any dividends because they don't have money. Wow. So, that's a whole other ball game. But, yeah. So, guys, 
in the meantime, the other thing we've kind of tried to stay away from all of this is Lahore. Yeah. This is the worst referee ever. ever. I, I mm-hmm. like the the only referee that I can think that came close was the Chelsea versus Barca referee in the Champions League. I can't remember the, what year, mm-hmm. the one where Drogba was like, "This is a disgrace." Um, is he Ovrebo? I think it might be Ovrebo, um, and I think he's retired now. Mm-hmm. He was horrible. <laughs> this is the this is worse than yeah. Ovrebo. Another one I think is bad is Kachir uh, from Turkey. Uh, the the oh yeah 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 the one who gave the penalty against, uh, the record against Nani mm-hmm. um, Manchester United against Real Madrid. Look, La Hose is the worst. Yeah, yeah. I have <laughs> never seen anybody as bad as this guy. No control. No control. Like from the start, yellow card, yellow card, yellow. Mm-hmm. Like talking to people, yelling at people, doing something, blah yeah. blah blah. I I the first time I think I saw La Hose was. Uh, in the game, uh, but um, oh Barca! No, no, not Barca. Oh, okay, but he he do, he did he did he did ref a lot of El Clasico games, and he made some shitty calls too. They, they, there was, they call him the weapon of Fiorentino. The, the, <laughs> the thing is crazy, bro. Because I remember it was it was a uh, Man City against Liverpool, second oh. leg, second leg Man City against Liverpool. This guy gave Pep a a a, a red card. For coming to talk to him about missing the calls that should have been calls, and this is the reason why City lost because those calls Lira Sane scored were goals, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. One was a goal, the other one was an off was was not an offside, but they fucking let it go. They never even looked at it. I think at that time they didn't have VAR though, but and it was so bad. I was like, look at this guy. Literally, Pep Pep came up to him. He was so mad, like he was like, "Why?" Yeah, yeah, like yeah. trying to talk to him and shit. And then the guy, he was like, he went like this, and then Pep Pep went like this, and Pep was trying to walk away and shit. So Pep walked away. This guy turned back around. He followed him. He red came card. red card. <laughs> Pep, Pep was not in the in the in the in the in the field, field yeah, for yeah. the for when they lost that game, right? Yeah. So whole. Yeah. He is the worst referee I have ever seen in my life. I have never seen a referee as bad as this guy. And people can say, oh, but what could he have done differently? You can start by simply not dishing out random yellow cards. Mm-hmm. You can start by simply not arguing with the players. Just going back and forth. Just saying, just say, hey, don't worry, calm down. Let's, mm-hmm. Don't worry, you know, we'll manage it. Don't yeah. worry. Like, that's what all players want to do, or, and coaches, coaching staff want to do, is to be heard. Yeah, right. Yeah. There's a line, just like obviously, just like everyone. Yeah, obviously, there's a line, mm-hmm. and I'm not one of those. Trust me, I'm not one of those guys that run over to the referee and start crying at the referee. I don't, I don't ever do that. Yeah. But the one time I do, it's like, hey, ref, maybe you should have looked at that differently. They're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, but let me do my job and you do yours as a coach. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Just, just saying, and then that's it. We go back to our position. You do your thing. I do my thing. Mm-hmm. But. Lahot was horrible. <laughs> I don't know what it was, and then he lost control. Everybody yeah. started to kick and scream. Yeah. The I bad blood see, didn't help. The Every- Netherlands were at it. They were oh, even yeah. on their bench going at it. Yeah, they were bench like, going. They, they, the Paredes kicked the ball directly yeah. to the bench. It went nuts. nuts. But if he had simply just said, "Don't worry, guys. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. I got control of this." You know, thank you for letting me know. Okay, don't worry. I'll keep an eye out for it next time. Yeah. Like, that's how you manage the game. You don't need to say much. You don't need to say A, it's, B, I feel, C, D. I feel like sometimes when all these refs start doing all this nonsense, they have like that massive ego complex. Oh, yeah. And it's like... It's about him. It's not drop, about yeah, the game anymore. You need to drop that shit. Like, yeah. you, you're not reffing off emotions. Like, mm-hmm. you just need to let that go. Focus on the game. Keep it fair. 
do your thing, control the control the tempo. If somebody starts to get out of line, yellow card. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just keep control. Once you start losing control of the game, it's finished. Yeah. Right? And then after the... Well, we'll get to that after the game. We need to first finish the game, right? Yes. The penalties. Martinez is too good. Yeah. He's a cheat code in penalties. Yeah. Just don't get into penalties against Martinez and Livakovic. Oh, I man. mean, which is the next games. Yeah. Just don't go, don't get into penalties. Oh, Bono. Those, this, those, yeah. those three. This actually sets up very good narratives because if the next game is supposed to go to Pens, who wins? Um, If it goes to Pens, I will bet on Argentina every time of the day, man. I just think that Livakovic, the, the penalties... Um, that were missed. They it wasn't. It wasn't that. Uh, um, how do I put it? It wasn't that they. Um, what I, how would I say it? It wasn't that he saved them. Mm-hmm. He only saved one, and then Marquinhos missed another one. Right. Uh, prior to well, you can mention the other uh, game. Who did Croatia play again before getting to this uh, Japan. Japan? Japan penalties were horrible. horrible. Yeah. So you, he hasn't really been tested. So mm-hmm. I'll say Martinez actually saved some really good penalties. penalties yeah. Like Van Dijk was going corner, mm-hmm. but it was just at his right height. Mm-hmm. So he saved it. Yeah. Um, and and uh, what was the other guy? Was it Coop Miners uh, or Berghaus? Uh, Berghaus penalty. So I think Martinez every day, if he goes to penalties, I think Martinez will have it. Yeah. And the, the, the Argentinians can take fucking penalties. Pens, yeah. They can take yeah, pens. They're good. Uh, Croatians can Re- take pens too, but I've seen them also miss some. So, mm-hmm. I, I think yeah, I would bet on Martinez every time of the day on that. Okay. That's fair. Um, yeah, so, um, after the game, there was still fire and yeah, thunder. Yeah. Um, it looks like even before the, the, the penalties were kicked, Louis Van Gaal was talking shit again. And he was, was he? saying, yeah, mm-hmm. he was saying that, oh, it's going to penalties and we fucking, we have this game if Emiliano Martinez came out and spoke about it, he was but like, was he he's like, I think he needs to shut his mouth. Was he telling it to uh, <laughs> Martinez or was he telling it to... Um, his team. I think he was saying it to team. his team, so but who, the thing is, cares, they heard though? it. But, but who cares, right? right? Everybody says anything. Maybe the, the, maybe the yeah. Dutch should have been a little bit more like, hey. That, that routed up. But man, let's speak about Emiliano real quick. We'll give him like a real quick segment. He was horrible, this game. How? He was actually bad, right? Until when they went up 2-0, right? When they, when they went up two, two goals up, then his personality started showing. So he came out and he was like now grabbing balls and looking at like Netherlands guys face in their, in their eyes and all. Mm. Then after, the, after, after all of that, he ends up conceding two goals. But that's the, what is he supposed to do about those goals? I know. But even, even the FIFA goal, yeah. what was he supposed to do? The personality, that, that was crazy. <laughs> the, 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 the personality did not come out until they were up 2-0. I think it should have come out before, right? But he was, he regardless, did I don't see anything wrong with it. I was watching the game here with me, Frank, Kenny, Yenna. Mm. And, um, and then Frank said, you know, he's like, he's like Vic. It don't matter. At least in the penalties, he will save stuff. Mm-hmm. I said, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> when the penalties happen, bro, we can't... If I had the moments that Yana had when this game was going on, well, uh, because he hates Messi. <laughs> but he hates Messi because he thinks that Mbappe carries Messi in, no, in PSG. No and Mbappe also no carries Neymar. No. And he says Mbappe is a way better player than both of them. And the fact is, he's carrying both of them. And but then I'm like, who's giving Mbappe the goals? Yeah, exactly. Who's who's giving Mbappe the goals? Oh, you can't say that. But yeah. bro, when they scored, like when Netherlands scored the yeah. second goal, yeah, 
Yeah, upstairs. <laughs> Yena ran. He was like, he ran around and he was yeah. like, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. He fell on the ground. He said, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> it was a moment. Like, oh I, I, like the way, the way it should, happened. Why didn't you record it? Would have probably pulled the clip so on the phone? I was, trying to, I was trying to record it. But yeah. what happened was my phone froze up at the, at the oh. wrong time. And then I think Frank got a little bit of it, but he got when he was getting up. That right? was so funny. It was jokes, man. <laughs> but that was a moment that will forever live with me. Oh, forever. That, like, awesome. that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Man. And then because he's like, and then he turns around, he's like, he's like, Leprechaun's going home. No. Leprechaun's going Not home. Not today, man. Messi's too good. <laughs> Messi's too good. This but Dutch man. this Dutch team didn't give us enough to show that they deserve to go through. Yeah. The end. I think at the end of the day, the right the right thing happened. Yeah, absolutely. I, well, I called I called uh, Argentina moving on from Netherlands. Yeah, man, sure. you were you were right all through. You yeah. were right all through. Uh, unfortunately, I called uh, the teams that didn't go through, but they all went to penalties. That's what I say. Technically, yeah. they didn't lose, right? Because mm-hmm. they went to penalties, but they didn't go through either. Yeah, I so, only I think I, I was only able to correctly uh, um, call the, f- the the first, first bracket. Uh, yeah, the second one was whack. Yeah, second one I got whack. France and I yeah. the Portugal Morocco one. I was yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> All right, but let's get on to the final piece here. We've got about ten more minutes. Mm-hmm. Croatia Brazil. Man, oh this, I think this was the game of the fucking of the no, of, of the tournament. No, it was not. It's not even close. The game of the tournament was uh, easily, in my opinion, still is Argentina Netherlands. Uh, it was easily uh, uh, from a tactical standpoint, Germany Spain. That oh yes, yes. Tournament. For me, that was that was um, phenomenal. I, that was phenomenal. Th- these are the games where, like, you yeah, see? these are the games where you emotional. See, freaking, freaking Germany, it can be in in the, the game of the of the of the tournament for so us, far. but for other people, right? they would say maybe like I'm, I'm sure, Saudi Arabia, I'm sure Argentina, people, yeah. you know, yeah, uh, Argentina, uh, Netherlands, they France, more of England, those big moments. But we're yeah. more tactical and shit, right? Yeah, so France, England was kind of good, but it was also two managers not really doing anything pushing the game they were just sitting back and waiting for somebody to blink first yeah but the spanish german were two teams going Going for it it. yeah and and could have gone either way um and it did and tied one one yeah but um yeah croatia Croatia, brazil Brazil. that that for me in my opinion football died at that point about that moment. really i don't know man i think i think at that moment football lived because i know what you're saying like football lived but the reason why i say football died is simply because that Brazilian team too were good. going for it. Yeah. They did everything that they could do. Yeah, except finish. Ex- not even finish. Except close the game out. Mm-hmm. See, right? Like, the Brazilians... Uh, um, the Brazilians... How would I put it? Put football... Anytime I look at Brazil... And I don't root for Brazil in all the World Cups. 2002, yeah. I rooted for them. 1998, I rooted for them. After that, I was like, man, I don't really care. Um, but then this time, I was like, this... I don't know. Like, they had it all. They had the beautifulness of the game, mm-hmm. the the way they move, the way they play football with love, right? You can tell these guys love the sport. Mm-hmm. You can tell the way they touch the ball. They yeah. care. The ball is their best friend. Yes. They don't fight with it, there's, right? There's something with that, right? right? So, they, 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 they apply... They apply when you... Like, for me, we always talk about, like, oh, results-based and everything... They gave me what football means from a very clean and just beautiful way, the way mm-hmm. they approach it. Um, and you can see that with the kind of players that they chose, yeah. Vinicius, Rodrigo, mm-hmm. Neymar, Anthony, Rafinha. These players just make you just like, wow, mm-hmm. right? I'm the kind of guy that like, 
lock down those plays. Don't let them do anything. Pass the ball back. Reset. Move it one, two. No. Those are the only plays that I love. But I want to touch the ball. I want them to do something special. Mm -hmm. And I don't like that shit. You know me. Like, sometimes I'm like, you over overdoing it. But the way they do it is like, damn, man. You guys really, really deserve it. Yeah. At the end of the day, you also got to play football with your brain. Mm -hmm. And that's what it always comes down to. And and you know the funny thing? And no one has a divine rights to the nobody, World nobody Cup. Nobody does. Nobody does. And you know the funny thing? Why this football died for me on that day was... I mean, it's died for me many times, right? And that's why I'm the way I am. But why why it really, really died for me was after all of that, you brought on a guy like Fred. <laughs> and that for me, the moment that guy came in, yeah, I said... I don't think they're going to win this game. Mm. I think some Croatia has... Some, the moment I saw Fred straddling down on the pitch, yeah. I think Croatia's got this. Yeah. That's what I said in my mind. I hope I'm wrong, but I think Croatia's got this because Fred is going to do something stupid, mm -hmm. whether it is by a mistake or he's not tactically sound or something, and you know what is going to happen? They are going to counter and score. Mm -hmm. That was what I said in my head. And lo and behold, it came to pass. It's crazy, man. This game was a tale of two titties. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because honestly, I was watch I, I, as I was watching this game, it was very end to end, right? It wasn't really. It was. It wasn't like, high in quality at the end no, on no, no. the end product side, but yeah. it was end to end. End yes. to end, like like Croatia did not just rest on the laurels no, no, and sit back and and no. wait for Brazil to attack them. They took the game to Brazil. Matter of fact, Croatia was the one who actually created the first chance, right? But what happened was they were not creating the solid, like, heavy clear quality, clear-cut chances. It's Brazil that was creating those, right? One thing I've noticed about Brazil, it's weird. Just like you, just like you said, you know? It's like the ball loves them. Literally, the, the Croatian guy will go, he will tackle the ball away from the Brazilian guy. <laughs> And the ball will come back. Yeah, it's like, I need to be with these guys. This <laughs> happened like seven, eight times. I'm just yeah. like, what's going on here? Yeah. Like, if 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 any, maybe it's just the way their legs is or something. Maybe they have some crazy ass touch to the point that the ball gets away and it spins back to come <laughs> back to them. But it was like, man, Croatia can't get a break getting this ball away from Brazil. Yeah. So, but then... um. I looked at a, a, a lot of moments, right? I'll see what was happening. Modric will go into the middle. Modric will, Modric will come out. They'll pass the ball. Modric will recycle it. Yeah. He just kept cycling it, kept cycling it. Yeah. But then there was sometimes I was also looking at it, and I was like, if Modric even makes even an inch and turns, this Brazil team is finished. Mm -hmm. They are finished. Oh, hey. <laughs> because... The space that Modric was in, it's almost like nobody wanted to fucking garner those spaces and, and, and battle with him for those spaces. Yeah. But he was just playing it so safe, right? And I think it, it, it played into his mind that he's probably thinking, oh, they're going to be pressing me. They're going to be pressing me. So whenever he's there, but I didn't notice Modric. The, look, the reason, the reason why you saw that was simply because they had a three versus two midfield advantage. Mm -hmm. And this is guys like this is this is the funny thing. You guys would think because of the way Croatia played, I would love for them to have gone. I'm happy for Croatia. Please don't get me wrong. I love Luka Modric. You guys hear me every day. Luka Modric is one of the best midfielders in the world. You've heard me say this a million times, and yes, he is. But the reason why did they do that? And this is what people need to understand: the three versus two midfield. 
the same problem that Canada had is yeah. because Neymar wasn't asked to do a lot of the defensive work. Mm -hmm. They left. They said Neymar would press as a, on the two, but they weren't even pressing really. Yeah, no. which I thought was weird because you guys have more rest in this Croatian side. Mm -hmm. Put uh, uh, Lovren and what they call the other dude Wario under pressure. They didn't do it. Mm -hmm. So then you now have Modric, Brozovic, Kovacic. Basically, Dalic, the coach, calls it the best trio in the, and I agree yeah. with him. The they World are Cup. the best trio. They apply their trade in La Liga. Mm -hmm. They apply their trade in uh, in Italy, yeah. Syria, and, and, and also the Premier League. Yeah. These three of them, you cannot get better than that. You cannot get better than that trio in the midfield, and and Bra and they wanted and they wanted Brazil to come out and chase them. Yeah. Brazilians weren't chasing nobody. They didn't go after nobody. They just let them stay because they didn't have the capability to go after them. Mm -hmm. it, Casimiro was the only guy left. He was the only guy left. It was... <laughs> we just saw a funny, <laughs> funny scene. <laughs> we're we're rewatching the Argentina versus uh, Netherlands game again. He but yeah, he used, uh, yeah. But like, so... Um, oh, jeez, I lost my train of thought. But yeah, so you you just... Casimiro was basically the only guy 1v3. This guy was screaming for help. Yeah. Screaming for help, but you trust Chiche. Mm -hmm. And his plan... Almost came to full fruition. Rafinha was being a bum all yeah. throughout the game. I don't know why. He was he's been he's been he's sucking been, the he's last been, he's been a miss. games. I don't know he's why. He's been a miss. Him and Ladaro Martinez, they've been yeah. a miss. Anthony came on, li literally changed the game on his head because all of a sudden now Sosa had to worry about a guy running at him. Mm -hmm. He was like, this guy is loving his left foot like it's a mania. Yeah. Um. And and so and he he worked Sosa to the end. Oh yeah. And all of a sudden. Perisic, this is how smart the Croatians are. Mm -hmm. Perisic was, they were like, look, Perisic helps us out. This boy's getting torn up. They brought, they brought Perisic, mm -hmm. and then Anthony struggled. But yeah. he still has some good duels against us. He won mm -hmm. a good chunk of them. But then Perisic is there too. But per, yeah, Perisic to was there to do his job. But mm -hmm. still, Anthony still forced finding space. But then he gave Brazil a different look, look yeah. a different dimension to the game. Just like Leao did for Portugal. Exactly. Yeah. And then they took it all the way. Extra time. Neymar did his business. Beautiful goal. Beautiful. One of the one of the goals of the, yeah, the tournament. Of the tournament yeah. Very beautiful. One two one two one two bang goal. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Chiche, why are you taking off? Why are you taking off Militao? For what reason do you think Militao? And I know everybody says hindsight, but I said I would not have made that. So, all this when I was watching this, I was like, my God, why would you keep him on there? Mm -hmm. Bring on Danilo. Yeah. Take off Neymar if you have mm -hmm. to. Right, because the take game it, is done. The game, you've locked yeah. it off. Tell and then take off maybe another forward and then bring on Fabinho, mm -hmm. not Fred. Please, not Fred. Yeah. Why do these guys keep playing Fred? So here's here's the thing, right? I think teams like Brazil, teams like Spain, um, who else can we mention here? Uh, uh we'll just go with that. Those yeah. two, those guys will play their way till they die. Mm -hmm. And they will die because <laughs> they died. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's like you can't adapt, yeah. right? You can't adapt. You deserve to go home mm -hmm. because at that point, you already had the winning formula. Yeah, they secured the game. You, you had secured the game. All you needed to do was maybe get away from your beautiful side a little bit mm -hmm. and go to the ugly 
go to the other... Look, at, look at the Dutch, for example, right? The Dutch were trying, you know, to pass, 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 and all of a sudden, Argentines were like, no. Yeah. They said, look, fuck it. Where goes? Where are you? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Ugly. You know what I mean? Go freaking ugly. Close the game out, but at the end of the day, you know I am moving through. How do you concede in extra time to a counter? How? How is Fred being caught up so high up the pitch? How? How are you guys losing a game of this magnitude, magnitude. at that point to a counter attack? How? How? How is it like this? It baffled me. And, yeah. and that's why I said for me, like football died, because at that moment, I really realized that. Everything that I've been learning, everything I've been training towards, mm-hmm. when I talk about midfield, control, high IQ play, mm-hmm. it is the only way to play yeah. in the modern game. I'm sorry. Brazil can do all these beautiful things, and they're not going to win anything. It hurts. It's the truth. Yeah. But this, is, this reminds me of countless of times where I have taught this way, and this, people fall in love with the stuff that Marcus Rashford, mm-hmm. you know, the Messi, Ronaldo, all these guys do. But they take all these crazy risks sometimes, and they don't play the IQ play, you know. And Marcus Rashford is no Messi, is no, is no, um, you know. I'm just giving you an example yeah. of the way people fall in love with players because a player does something wow out of mm-hmm. this world, right? But I'm just saying, high IQ football is the way to go. Yeah, that's need, the way it. to go. You, you cannot, it. you cannot play football with a low with, IQ player with low IQ lapses of concentration, and especially in your midfield. Especially in midfield. Yeah, especially in midfield. It's, it's, I said, yeah, because at that moment I realized all the things I've learned, all the things I've been training towards, mm-hmm. all the things I've been teaching people is right. Yeah. I want to be proven wrong. I want to go to games and just watch people play f- phenomenally, mm-hmm. beautifully, play with freedom, yeah. play like they don't have a fear in the world. Yeah. I want to see that, but I cannot back that shit if you guys are going to not close it out. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think guys like, you know, watching guys like Jose Mourinho really changed my way of looking at football. You know, because everybody used to try and use the beautiful way and play Jose. And Jose said, fuck you. You're going to use the beautiful. I'm going to counter you with the ugly. Mm. Right? But then watching that, I was like, okay, there's benefits to the ugly. Right? But also, there's also benefits to the beautiful. Variety. Variety eventually overcomes because when you have that you have different variety that you can use in games to get things over the line when you need them Mm -hmm. right and let's not forget even when jose was in chelsea chelsea was still playing some beautiful football oh yeah absolutely he just went ugly some areas yeah and it was like i'm locking this shit out Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day the three points is all i need yep and that's it. Yeah. That is all you need. If if Brazil said, okay, we're gonna bring in one more midfielder, lock this thing out, but it's not Fred. You know what I mean? Close it down. Let's just sit back. Even if we sat back a little bit, what's gonna do? Right? Yeah. We have defenders that can fucking fight to the ends of the earth, and they're only fighting for fifteen minutes. Only fifteen minutes. They're not. It's not. It's not like you're. Fi- not like hang, you're fighting for, for, for a whole yeah. hour. Hanging there for right? like the Croatians haven't given you anything that tells you that they can score a goal. Exactly. So literally, all you need to do is just sit back and enjoy the show. Yeah. They can throw the ball long. You have some tall boys in there that are gonna knock the ball back out. Very tall. And boys. then and then you have guys who are good on transition that can run it off in transition. Mm-hmm. 
So, and then this whole Neymar thing, Neymar had done his job. He had finished his job. Yeah. Let him rest so that you guys can finish the job for mm-hmm. him. Yeah. That's what the team does. Exactly. Let him get his break so that you guys can get it done for him. Yeah. But you guys didn't do that. No. And then and then we went straight up and Croatia came through. Yeah, those penalties. Everybody's saying Rodrigo should have gone. Uh, yes. Neymar should have gone first. first. Neymar should have. I think first. it's BS. I think. Look, at the end of the day, people. The, the last penalty is also the most it's pressured crucial. one. It's crucial. It's the one you have then, the most but then, pressure. But then you could also look at it and be like, okay, Neymar, you take the first one, but Thiago Silva, you take the last, right? You can look at it that way. You can be like, my captain takes that last, that final, that final pe- penalty. Or you can even give it to Casemiro, right? So yeah. the thing though is like you, you have to look at the team that you're playing, and look and be. I'm pretty sure they've studied the clips. They've looked at it over and over again. I'm sure they have gone back four years ago and they looked. They went to every penalty shootout. So you know you're definitely at a threat. Yeah. When you're playing against a team that has gone to all these fucking penalties and won, right? The only way they lost was France beating them 4-1. But the thing is, you can say all of that, right? You have a team, for example, uh, in England, mm-hmm. in the, the Euros, that practiced numerous penalties. And what did they do in the Euros? They missed. missed. Yeah. Right? They missed. You also have, they even brought on Rashford and the rest of them to come take penalties and they missed them. You even got Spain. <laughs> right? You got Spain <laughs> who practiced a thousand times. They missed. And then they didn't score a single yeah. one. Right? Look, penalties are a lottery. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care if Rodrigo takes it first, takes it in the middle. What if Neymar took the first one and everybody missed the lot next three? Then he missed. <laughs> right? Yeah. So then everybody's going to be like, well, he took the first one. It yeah. does not, I don't think it matters. I think at the end of the day, Practice it and work on shooting it yeah. on your strong side. Right, yeah. That's all I care about. Mm-hmm. Any person, you, you can play the other way, but if you play the other way, you don't generate enough power mm-hmm. and you also don't generate enough placement. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened to Rodrigo. No yeah. power, no placement. Go, goalkeeper's height, he saved it. Mm-hmm. But if you play it on like, your strong side... like the first penalty he's taken before, I think. I don't know. But if you play on the strong side, then that's a whole different ball game. Yeah. Um... Then, um... I also, I think honestly, but I do think Neymar should have taken it first because Croatia is a stronger, it's a stronger team in the penalty and you want to start good. Yeah, you want to set the tone. But what if Neymar took his penalty and missed? Neymar doesn't take good penalties, by the way. I've seen some of his penalties. I'm like... Mm. I think he has like a 90-something, Yeah, something, but, I, but, but I think a guy, against the guy like Livakovic, Livakovic doesn't dive. He waits for you to hit the ball, he then he dives. Like, yeah. he, right? <laughs> Neymar yeah, usually waits for you to dive. And if he doesn't dive, then if he touches that. So I don't think his penalties were even the be- like set up for a guy like Lipkovic. Yeah. But should I, could I, would I, if maybe, I don't know. Croatia's moving through. Croatia's all through to the next that's round. That's right. That's right. I was so excited, man, when that goal went in. Ah! I was screaming. Yeah. Took a video. That shit, oh, that was beautiful. That's where I... Football left for me. Football yeah, uh, yeah, but if football needs to do the needs football needs to do the right thing. Croatia needs to win that next game against Argentina because <laughs> that's, that's, that's the real. Yeah, yeah. you that's know what? Messi cannot win this. I'm gonna pull a yada. I'm gonna be crying. Yeah, <laughs> left record is not gonna win the World Cup. <laughs> Yo. Oh man, um, France. Uh, sorry, not France. Uh, Croatia against Argentina. I think we kind of did mini previews on this. Yeah. Man. Um, I think Argentina is gonna beat them. 
I, I just don't see how Croatia is going to do it. Look, Argentina, not Brazil. Argentina won't play. I mean, Argentina does play with their food, uh-huh. but I think they have a better defensive setup and they have better, they have the defensive flexibility, like you mentioned, to recognize that the Croatians are going to come back and they wouldn't give them that opportunity. Right? And I don't, con- contrary to Weghorst and um, even to an extent uh, what the Australians are putting up, I don't think any person has the, I don't think Croatia has those solutions against mm-hmm. Argentina. I think they have the midfield solution, but I also think the Argentinian midfield, Enzo Fernandez, Leandro Paredes, Macalista, Messi, mm-hmm. the, look, they can also pull from the reserves yeah. and not lose team, right? But that's the, another, like, this game is going to, for me, it's going to be me on a neutral because that doesn't vote my teams, right? But this game has the makings of a classic, right? In a sense, I don't think it has the makings of a classic. I think it has the makings of a boring game. In a, because in, because Croatia don't let you play the way you want yes. to play. Yes, Croatia is going to they'll steal the initiative. They're like Morocco. They yeah. don't want you to play how you want to play. They'll steal the initiative. And I think um, when Mar- uh, Modric, Brozovic, and Kovacic play together in this game, this is going to be such a hard game for Messi, right? I think is I think Messi is gonna find some really hard. It's gonna find a really hard time, mm. right? I'm not gonna call who's gonna win this game. I'm gonna watch it as a neutral. I'm gonna enjoy it, right? While no, I'm, but while we I'm we watching. all have to, we have to call games, so you have to call this one. Well, since I'm deciding, you know, Argentina is gonna win the whole thing. So I'm gonna, gonna go with Argentina. Argentina so right? both of us say Argentina, yeah, but right. we may be surprised. I I I agree. I think. Honestly, I think Croatia can surprise anybody mm-hmm. with that midfield. They came from the group of death, guys. Yeah. Um, I And they're the only two teams, Morocco and Croatia, the only two teams that are left standing. Yeah. I think Argentina just has a little bit too much. Messi right now is on the form of his life. Yeah. And he's growing from confidence to confidence through each game. But we've, we've also seen this play out a, a little bit, too, with guys like Bruno Fernandes, right? Like... Bruno Fernandes is no Messi. He's I know he's not a Messi, but we we've seen guys play form and form and form, and then one game comes and you just can't hack it. But the difference is, I think they have enough firepower around him. So if he has a bad game, just like mm-hmm. France, like Mbappe has a bad game, they have enough firepower to supplement for that. Fernandes or Messi? Ah, uh, Messi. Okay. Because he has Enzo Fernandez. Yeah. He has. Uh, uh, DePaul he has McAllister what happens this he has game if, if, if uh, at some point Leo Scaloni says uh, Scaloni says Messi's not doing it Dybala come in <laughs> can you no. imagine wait you've been saying that you think that this World Cup will end on the feet of Dybala, Dybala. Yeah. and I think you probably may be right the way you've been saying this stuff is kind of prophetic right um, yeah dude we just have to see. We just have to see, man. Anyway, guys, we've gone too far. We've gone too long. We're exhausted now. Yeah. Um, maybe cut the cut the episode in half. Maybe we should cut it in half. Yeah, I know, but no, we're not gonna cut this shit in half. <laughs> you guys better listen to us for an hour and forty five minutes. <laughs> uh, if you managed to last all throughout this show. I, we just want to say thank you very much for listening. Thank you so much. Your support is greatly appreciated. We know you niggas ain't listening. <laughs> uh, we ask that you like, you share, you subscribe with your friends um, if you can to support us. That's all we care about. 
We don't ask for money. We don't ask for nothing. All we just want is for our voices to be heard. So if you like, share with your friends, share with whoever. Um, and if you lasted this long, thank you very much. Um, our pick this World Cup looks like it's going to Argentina. We'll probably make another thing after something crazy happens at the end of this time. <laughs> but uh, it has been such a fantastic World Cup so far. And uh, we thank you all for listening to us. You have a good one. Thanks.